Howdy, that's Texan for hello. This is Series 11 of Satisfied. The Series 11 podcast enhanced the Bible study covering the book of 2 Timothy in the New Testament. This study is called To Be Found Faithful. I'm Melanie Newton, just an everyday kind of woman who loves the Lord and His Word. In the last podcast, we looked at how to stay faithful to God without fear, regardless of our circumstances. Today's podcast will cover lesson three of this To Be Found Faithful Bible study. We will look at the truth about Jesus Christ and why He is a treasure given to us by our God. Several years ago, a homeless tortoiseshell cat sat across the street looking at our house. Two months later, she came to our back door and looked inside. We opened it, put out some treats and milk for her, and after three weeks, she decided to come inside and stay. We gave her a new name, Pokey. We gave her love and protection from the scary world outside. She found in us a treasure that was worth more than the substitutes she had while looking in from the cold outside. It was worth committing her life to, and believe me, she fully enjoyed it. Have you felt a need for love and protection from a scary world like that? I did. Jesus Christ took me in more than 40 years ago. As a college girl nibbling on some treats given to me by a campus ministry, one night I recognized the treasure Jesus offered to me, a relationship with Himself and all that comes with it, and I jumped right in. God adopted me and brought me into a place of blessing and love and acceptance, and it's been so worth it. 2,000 years ago, God took in a rebel named Paul, gave him the treasure of himself, and sent him out to invite others to receive that treasure also. Some of those who responded lived in the region of Ephesus on the west coast of modern Turkey. That's where Timothy was when he received this letter from Paul. In 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 14, Paul said this, Guard the good deposit that was entrusted to you. Guard it with the help of the Holy Spirit who lives in us. The Greek word translated good deposit means something that is beautiful, precious, magnificent. The New American Standard translation uses the word treasure. Guard the treasure. We all love the idea of treasure in a treasure chest. Some of us have mementos in a special little box that contain treasures from our past that remind us of who we once were and who we are now. Do you have one of those? My husband has one. I don't know what's in it, but every once in a while, he'll pull something out of it that reminds him of all the pieces that make up who he is. But when Paul said, guard the treasure to Timothy, what does he mean? From the context, we can see that the treasure is the sound teaching of the gospel wrapped up in Jesus Christ. The truth about Jesus is treasure. Guard that treasure. Remember that Timothy was in Ephesus when he received this letter from Paul. It helps to have a little background of a place to understand the people and how that might affect Timothy's ministry to them. The Ephesians were well acquainted with treasure. Two words described Ephesus, prominent and obsessed. It was a prominent place because it was a major commercial center along several trade routes. It had impressive buildings. It had a large population of about a quarter million people. 
and it had the Roman governor's office there. Ephesus was obsessed as a center for spiritualism in the Roman world, filled with magic, psychics, astrologers, and palm readers. The people had a huge fear of evil powers that could make their life miserable. Anything they could count on to defeat the enemy so they could live a successful life was worth a try. For the Ephesians, life was all about power. Who or what had the most power? And their identity came from their power sources. That was reflected in their treasure chests. They had the goddess Artemis. They had magic formulas. They had self-help scrolls. Those things are what the Ephesians had in their treasure chest. They thought it was powerful and effective enough to satisfy their spiritual needs. Then Paul introduced them to Jesus. They soon found out that their own treasure chest was worthless compared to what Paul offered them. God's treasure chest is Jesus Christ. Paul spent three years in Ephesus teaching daily. While there, God did extraordinary miracles through Paul. The Greek word used in Acts chapter 19 means to hit the mark like one who is throwing a javelin or arrow. God was targeting their need. I love that visual. God was saying, you Ephesians want spiritual power? I'll show you spiritual power, extra miraculous miracles. He did things the evil spirits couldn't overcome or copy. God demonstrated to those superstitious, obsessed people that he was more powerful than their magicians and their other religious substitutes. He knew what they really needed, himself. You know what? Our powerful God knows how to hit the mark for your need as well, doesn't he? Whatever it is, whatever it takes, he'll do it. You can probably think of something in your life where he hit the mark. I certainly can. Because God targeted the Ephesians' need, many followed Jesus and became disciple-makers as they went to their towns and planted churches all over western Turkey. This multiplied Paul's ministry. Ephesus stayed prominent with a new identity as one of the leading centers of Christianity for hundreds of years. And many Ephesians became obsessed with a new purpose and object of worship, Jesus. God does that for us too. He gives us a new identity in Christ and a new purpose as we follow Jesus and live for Him daily. And when we trust in His power in our lives to meet our needs, we recognize that the treasure we have in Jesus Christ is greater than anything we can substitute for Him. Here we are 2,000 years later. We have our own modern day treasure chests. Pervasive teaching tries to convince us that we are in the age of reason now, so there's no devil, no supernatural, and no need for God. We are told that science will find the answer to everything. But everyday people like you and I know differently. The supernatural is real. There are things that just cannot be explained by reason. And you know what? That's tantalizing. Our culture in this age of reason is drawn to supernatural power, though not necessarily God's power. Consider all the TV shows and movies that deal with anything supernatural and superheroes. We are drawn to that. 
Westerners are interested in the supernatural not because we admit to being afraid of evil spirits like the Ephesians were, but as a culture we seek anything that will satisfy the spiritual hunger in our soul and guarantee successful living. God intended that hunger to be filled with Himself, yet instead of relying on God, we shop around at different sources to see what we want to put in our treasure chest. Will it work to make me lucky, or solve my problem, or make my soul happy? There are so many things out there on the web or in social media that we can try. We look for the latest thing that guarantees success at whatever. Then we go for it. These can be powerful influences on us as women, but they are substitutes for the real thing, similar to the cultural world of Ephesus. Dear listener, the treasure we already have in Jesus Christ is more valuable than any of those substitutes. The problem is that we have to recognize that substitute treasure is worthless. What happens when you lose confidence in God's power? Let's say you get tired of waiting for Him to answer your prayer, to rescue you from a tough situation, to restore a relationship, or to heal your disease. Where are you tempted to turn? When Christians lose confidence in the one true God to meet our needs, we begin to rely on the aid of other powers such as mystical experiences, formulas for success, and lucky practices. Whenever someone tells you that if you follow a certain procedure or formula for prayer or for hearing God's voice in order to get on a higher level with God, you are in the vicinity of a substitute for Christ. There are so many things out there to try. We go for the latest thing that guarantees success. And I've been there with you. When I don't see God meeting my need, I'm tempted to take matters in my own hands. I'll try something I see on Facebook or the internet that is guaranteed to work. It hit me one day that something I'd been doing regularly was actually relying on a substitute power. I would enter sweepstakes over and over to get a better chance of winning. Have you ever done that? But here's the truth. If I truly believe God is the one who makes it happen, I can enter a drawing once and leave it in God's hands. When we are no longer convinced that the treasure we have in Jesus Christ is effective to meet our need, we often look to substitutes, even subconsciously. What should we do when we recognize those substitutes? The Ephesians burned them up. They deleted them from daily life. You can read about that in Acts chapter 19. That sounds like a good response. They saw that the treasure they had in Jesus was more powerful than any of their substitutes, so they were willing to get rid of their substitutes and cling to their treasure in Christ alone. Paul wrote the letter called Ephesians only seven years after that bonfire. He was sitting in prison waiting for trial. Would anyone define his life as successful living? Probably not. Five years later, he wrote 2 Timothy. Paul is once again in prison, but this time he knows he has no hope of being released. Paul was still convinced that the treasure he had in Jesus Christ was more powerful and valuable than any substitute. So, 
he tells Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 8 through 10. Don't be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord, that's Jesus, or of me, his prisoner. Rather, join with me in suffering for the gospel by the power of God. He has saved us and called us to a holy life, not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. This grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time, but it has now been revealed through the appearing of our Savior, Christ Jesus, who has destroyed death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Don't be afraid of Jesus, Timothy. He is your treasure and your power to get through anything. The same is true for us. We have an incredible power source. In fact, the Greek word for power, dunamis, is where we get our word dynamite and is often translated as miracles in the New Testament. Our identity comes from our power source, that which we rely upon. The Ephesians were obsessed with power. God's mighty power was revealed in extraordinary ways to them. Timothy saw all of that. And Paul used the word dunamis seven times in his letter to the Ephesians to refer to the power of God available to every believer to meet every need. God's dynamite power is for us and within us. There may be evil spiritual forces behind the people, the habits, and the situations that are messing up your life. But the answer is not to try out everything available to see if something sticks. Here's what Paul wrote to give us confidence that Jesus is more powerful and valuable than anything we could substitute for him. Talking about God's power for us who believe in Jesus, Paul says in Ephesians chapter 1, that power is like the working of his mighty strength which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms. That's the most powerful position far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every title that can be given, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. What is not included in everything? Evil is under his feet. As we sit with him, Evil is under our feet. All we have to do is remember our place with him in the heavenly places. That's where God dwells. And it's a place of power. Jesus has more power than anything we picture coming against us. We can picture ourselves sitting with Jesus in the heavenly realms with our treasure chest, all that we receive in him. It's not about something we do. It's something that has already been done. We can rest in that and all the treasure that comes with it. That's the way to guarantee successful living, God's way of successful living. The treasure you have in Jesus Christ is more powerful and valuable than anything you could substitute for him. Are you willing to get rid of your substitutes and cling to your treasure in Christ alone? Get rid of the substitutes in your head as well as in your heart and experiences. Jesus Christ is your treasure, 
The way to overcome any adversity and suffering is staying faithful to your treasure in Jesus Christ. You can say with your heart to him, my treasure in you, Lord Jesus, is more powerful and valuable than anything I could substitute for you. Please confirm that in my heart. He'll do it. Let Jesus satisfy your heart with his faithfulness. Then make the choice to stay faithful to him for the rest of your life. Until next time, I'm Melanie Newton, and this is Series 11 of Satisfied.